Hi, and welcome to today's travel podcast. I interview park rangers and outdoor enthusiasts to share their stories and learn about the world outside our cities to better prepare you for your next adventure. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon contributors. If you'd like to be a part of our outdoor community, go to www.patreon.com slash days travel. Thanks and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome, Days Traveler, to another episode of Days Travel, Time to Explore. Joining us today is Helen Milovanovich. She's an average hiker, skier, climber, and traveler. Well, she calls herself a traveler, but to me, she's more of an adventurer. She explored places like Patagonia, snow climbing Bridalvale Falls, only after a recent back injury, hiked in the Rocky Mountains, and one of her latest journeys took her and a group of friends to peak Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa. She was able to accomplish all these long trips, while still holding down a 9-to-5. How does she do it all? Well, we're going to deep dive into some of her adventures, and maybe we'll learn a few of her travel hacks in the process. How did, so how do you actually pronounce that, that mountain? I, I don't know, I've never, I've, I've heard about it, but I never like, do I have to say it out loud? So I'm, I'm trying to remember how you said it, but it's Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah, that's, this, that's how I said Kilimanjaro. No, you said Kilimanjaro. I think you said it wrong again. It's Kilimanjaro. <laughs> but you you kept saying it wrong, and I was so focused on my own name that when I re-listened to it, I'm like, wait, what the heck? What mountain is this? <laughs> I probably shouldn't have to do this podcast anymore. I need to just, like, shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... So that's pretty cool that you went out to that mountain. How how so how like how did you go about starting to do that trip with how how many people were with you? So um that's kind of like an interesting story. Um when I was a kid, I used to watch back in Serbia like there used to have a lot of um movies that would be imported from like Kenya and parts of Africa and that mountain has always been like in the background because it's such a like the tallest mountain in Africa huge component of um of Kenya so I was like oh man that that's that's kind of cool that's something that I could never do but I would always want to but never could do and I started getting into hiking and for my 30th I was like okay you know what I'm pretty comfortable with hiking I've done some longer trails I've done some trekking for multiple days I think I could do this and at the time, funny enough, a friend that I had met um, in Croatia named Gabriel, he was actually interested in doing this mountain as well. And so he just rang me up out of the blue and was like, hey, I want to do this. I'm looking for a partner uh, because you always want to like, kind of hike with someone. It makes it a lot more of an experience and a journey. Right. You can rely on someone. And so he told me and I was like oh man I don't know and he's like let's just book it so we just bought our flight and I'm like oh my god what the heck I, I didn't even think this through like I haven't trained <laughs> I haven't done anything and then as you know like pretty much a month after I booked it I got injured like my back injury so like yeah. I was out of commission for like four months no trading nothing that's what's like really impressive. Like you did this with, like I said, like in your intro, you did this w- right after you got a little bit better with your back injury. 
And I was just yeah. like, how did she do this? Because then just even a day of hiking, like extreme, like just like regular hiking in those national parks, it's strenuous on the knees. And also, you know, you, you tend to have a backpack with you. So like your back tends to feel heavier as you go. And this, this hike you did, I don't even know how long you guys did it. That's part of my next question. But like, it's probably a multiple of days just for you to, like how, how tall is this thing? So it is 19,500. Your total elevation gain is about 14 to 15,000 feet over five days. Well, really actually five. over four days. You gain all of it in four days and then you sum it down. You so elevation, down. yeah. So it was um, like four days of hiking up and a, two days of hiking down. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so so like the, a total of six days, technically. Yeah, six days, five nights. Oh, wow. That's yeah, a long it was, time. For, it, was for a one long, it was a long journey for sure. But one thing was I discovered, oh, my God, it was, it was crazy. It was so worth it. It was the most challenging thing I've ever done. But so my way of training, I, I realized that even though my back was injured, if I skied, my back would warm up and I would feel really warm. Like, so my muscle would like relax and it felt really good for my back. So I knew that in my previous hike at a higher, at an altitude of 14,000, I was getting like shortness of breath. And I knew my bigger challenge was going to be altitude thickness and not, um, distance. I can hike for days. That's not an issue for me. And pace, I can, I have a pretty good pace and pretty like determined to finish something, but you can't really fight altitude thickness. You just need to spend more time at higher altitudes. So to kind of combat that, I took a lot of ski trips and skied at a high altitude of like 10 to 12,000. That's just kind of where I stayed for a number of days in December, a number of days in November, a number of days in January, and that kind of really helped with the altitude components of Kilimanjaro. That, that's actually a pretty good tip. Actually, I never thought about that. And it makes sense that you did all those, like, um, those cold weather trips now, especially because then you also did, like, a, we call it an ice climb too, right, recently before before the hike, or is that after? Uh, yeah, I was, I know. so it was, yeah, it was before. It was, it was part of a ski trip. So I had done a couple of, a number of ski trips in December, and they were a lot longer than typical, about four days and five days of skiing. And then in January, we did three days of skiing and one day of ice climbing. Wow. Man, yeah. I, I have to give it to you. You're like, so much is cost right here, especially with the back injury and everything, and so, like, hiking for X amount of days. And the crazy thing is, this isn't just, you've done long, long trips, long hikes like this before, I think, right? I think we spoke about that, and you told me a trip beforehand that you did for, I think, a week long as well. I yeah, forgot where so it was, one, though. So that one was five days and four nights, and that was in Patagonia. Patagonia. Nice. Yeah, so in Chile. But that one, um, the difference between these two hikes is Patagonia was longer distance. I think it was about 80 miles, maybe 75. Um, but the elevation gain is not that bad. Um, the distance will kind of get your knees. And as you know, like when you hike down is really when you feel it in your knees, your impact, like the impact on your knees. But, um, yeah, that one doable. Your biggest contender is 
distance and crazy, crazy weather. Kilimanjaro, it's out like altitude and like elevation gain. Like you are gaining a lot in short distances, short bursts that you, and as you're gaining, you're gaining it from, so we landed in I think Sunday night or Monday and we had one free day and the actual city that you land in is at sea level. It's pretty much Dallas. Like, mm. And then, yeah. yeah, so then you drive up when you start to, when you get to the trailhead at like 5,000 feet. So then from 5,000 to 19 is all just gaining for the next four days. Wow. <laughs> so wow. It's, a, it's a beast, a grueling beast. Hey, I hope you're enjoying our show so far, and if you do, please consider joining our Patreon page at patreon.com slash days travel, where your contribution will help us with our research and put out more content, plus you'll be giving back to Mother Nature. It's a win for everyone. Enjoy the rest of the podcast, brought to you by my contributing Patreons. So, Helen, um, any tips for people, especially females that are trying to, like, do this for the first time or on that they have this urge to do it but don't know where to start or how to start it? Um, so I'll, I'll mention it separately, hiking and then climbing and skiing. For okay. Climbing and skiing, you definitely want to ski or climb with someone who's done those sports before so you can absorb and learn from them and they can keep an eye on you to make sure that you're being safe and you're not going to injure yourself by trying too much too fast. Right. Um, hiking is different. Uh, hiking, you have the ability to, there's not a lot of, you just got to walk, right? So not a lot of skill <laughs> right. there that you got to pick up. If you can walk on your own, you're good. Um, I would say a couple of tips. Wow. <laughs> you, you just said <laughs> You just miss everything that I do. Oh, my gosh, my heart. <laughs> I mean, I miss okay. what I do, too, so it's not just you. Okay. Um, but I would say start small. Uh, don't try to be overambitious. Uh, do three- to five-mile hikes. Um, your first couple of hikes, you want to do it with people, with, with people if you can. But if not, um, you want to do popular hikes where there's a lot of foot traffic. So in case anything happens and you suddenly, I don't know, run out of water or you get injured, people can, people will stop by and see you and they can call for help if needed. Um, when you transition and you start doing a little bit longer hikes, uh, I don't know, like eight to 10 miles, it's always good to let someone know that where you're going, when to expect you to be done. It's almost like a check-in point just to be right. sure that you're being safe and smart. Um, always have a map. Regardless, always have a map, paper map. I know your phone is great, but I've had numerous times where suddenly my phone just died. That happened to me in Kilimanjaro. It got too cold. The battery drained completely. Phone died. Oh, yeah. Plus, it's like a four or uh, six day. So it's like even if you have backup battery, at some point, those will die out too. And depending on, you know, yeah. How, so just how long does last? So just always like do like I like to do even today when I go to a national park, I stop by the ranger's office, I pick up a map, I ask their recommendation on what I should do if I'm doing it for the first time, if I 
depending on like my level of ambition and then just, you know, check in and make sure that they're aware that someone's going to be doing that hike. Gotcha. All right. That's some good tips. So like out of all your trips, which one's your favorite so far? Trips like abroad or uh, domestic? Uh, let's stick with domestic. Um, domestic trips. So I haven't done like a lot of like multiple day camping trips. I've done um like camp like we'll we'll try to conquer a mountain. It'll be too much for one day, so we'll hike in. I don't know six seven miles, set up camp, finish the hike, like spend the night, wake up early, summit come back, pick up our stuff and leave. So it'll just be a one night of camping. But mm-hmm. my one of my favorite um, hikes that I've done, even to this day, it's called San Bernardino Peak. It's in the San Gabriel Mountains in California. It's a little bit long. It's about 17, 18 miles. Um, we did it in one day. Uh, and it's, I think, like four or 5,000 elevation gain. Okay. But... It had such beautiful views. It was like the perfect day, the perfect views, the perfect day. Flowers were blooming. It was hot a little bit, but like it was just so breathtaking that it blew me away. So okay, adding that to the list as well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And final question: um, Do you have any like, what's your next trip that you're planning? Some of them are domestic. Some are what I'm hoping to accomplish within the next year. Um, mm-hmm. so domestic, a couple of my friends, like my hiking buddies and I, um, were trying to do rim to rim. Have you heard of that? Rim to rim? Yeah. So it's the Grand Canyon. You hike into the canyon, uh, spend the night and then hike out. It's only day, like two days. Oh, wow. That's pretty, pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty simple, but it's a beast. Ooh. Sounds like um, a challenge. Except Yeah. Challenge accepted. It's it, it can get very hot and then very cold. You need a lot of water, and the elevation gain on day two. So day one, your knees are destroyed because you're just hiking down, and then day two, you you just gain. You're just continuously gaining. <laughs> so yeah, that's we, we've been trying to do it for a little while now, and I know that's something that uh, is on the list for us along with um, Mount Wilson in, um, I think it's Mount Wilson, shoot. It's like the tallest mountain in L.A. It's in California. Yeah. That's so that's, that's domestic. And then for international, there's really two countries that I really want to go to and hike. Um, one is in New Zealand. Always wanted to go. It's beautiful. It's amazing mountains, amazing, amazing, amazing scenery. And then the other one is um, Brunei. It's south east of India. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So that one is a little crazy, but I also want to do that one. And you have so much trips that you, you're ready to hop on if you had the time. Yeah, That's- if I have the time. <laughs> but I, I do have to say Kilimanjaro did make me want to be ambitious in terms of mountains and try things that are outside my comfort zone, maybe not to 19,000 feet, but like 16,000. But I do want to go to Europe and do like Mont Blanc over like five or six days. 
Yeah, I know I said that that was my last question, but now that you just brought that back up. Okay, so, like, since this was such a wee long trip, right? So, for me right now, I'm drinking, like, a gallon of water a day. Um, so, how do you guys deal with situation with water? Well, I think at food, is you guys mostly do the packing food, right? So, with water, do you guys just rely on, like, if there's snow and you guys just melt that down? So, and Go for it. in Patagonia, there was glaciers. So, the, you could actually drink straight from the uh, streams. We didn't have to pack a lot of water. And then for Kilimanjaro, this is kind of the, the disappointing aspect of it. It's required that you summit or attempt to summit with porters or Sherpas, as you people may know them. So they, uh, they will carry like your camp, uh, like your tents and your food. But there's also streams that you can get water from as you're hiking up. So you don't have to carry uh, six days of water. There's always availability. So thank you for coming on this uh, podcast. Uh, thank you for sharing all that. Um, I really hope the people listening, especially the females out there, that are questioning to try to try something new, to venture out on your own. If not, get a close group of friends to do something close by. And if that's something you want to do for the rest, you know, to start doing, try it out some more. Just want to say thank you to Helen for joining this week's podcast and sharing her adventures and travel tips. I hope you find it helpful. You can follow her on Instagram at Helen2K00. I would also like to thank Clark Reynolds for joining our Patreon and contributing to the cause of giving back to Mother Nature. Now, if you'd like to share your adventure on this podcast or on our blog, please go to www.daystravel.com and send us an email. And we shall see you on the next podcast. Keep venturing out.